Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and now you're on Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America for whom the bells toll. America for whom the bells toll. A lonely ringing of a bell, several rings of a bell for a signal, or one final dying ring of death knell to a bygone era. God's purpose, the lesson of that old porch. There is a man's purpose and ideas that he follows through on. Many purposes can fill a person's life, yet in the end we find God's purpose will be followed through. Kingdom of God by force. Today we can see the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas we find Christians. The following are the latest posts on warn-usa.com. Saints of God Walking in the Light Warn Radio Classic Series. Inheritance is the result of the full, complete revelation and manifestation of the Son of God to us and our response to that inheritance. Passover Unleavened Bread Series Classic at Warren Radio. To understand what Passover really is, this is the goal. What is the Passover lamb and what does this mean? Be sure to pick up your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by The Watchman. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk, and Mac battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can he save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising, and you can get a copy from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, also you can get the Rising ebook on Google Play. You can also get your copy of the Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? 
Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Here on a Friday. It's not Friday. Oh, that's right. It's Thursday. Thursday, yes. Well, Thursday is Friday. When I get to Thursday, I'm thinking Friday. But it's really Thursday night. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Glad to be of service. But we are coming close to the weekend again. And we hope that wherever you're at, you're doing good. Yes. And remember, as believers, we keep our eye and our heart and soul and spirit pegged on the Lord. We do not watch men. We do not trust men. We do not do that. Because there's going to be powers of darkness. There's going to be people doing wicked things. And, uh, you know. Unfortunately. Yeah. When times get really tough, we keep our eye and our heart on the Lord. Period. Amen. We don't deviate from that. I was thinking today about the commandment, love one another. And boy, it would sure be nice. It would be amazing if we could all love one another and get along. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, even when I, you and I were kids, it was a lot more user-friendly than it is today. Yeah, we're just were. downright nasty in this country. People were civil. And if you had a different opinion than them, okay. Didn't mean you were wrong. Yeah, that's true. So at any rate, we are, man, we're cruising along. We are. Yeah, because we're going to be done here in a while with this. Of course, it's still going to be a while, but we're closer than we were... <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's hard to believe that we're still doing this. But I've enjoyed it. I really have. I enjoy following all this that Isaiah's putting down and, uh, you know, looking at it all. And also, we also um, look at America and the current situation and we find a lot of similarities. So... You know, the only thing that, uh, you know, they had technology back then. And they just didn't have technology like we do. Now, we have more technology, more advanced technology. So, in all reality, we're more pagan-like than they were. I mean, that's the general summation. But in the end, you know, that's not the case. God provides redemption for everybody in every age. It's hard, it's hard to believe that, you know, you and I grow up and live and we've seen people, you know, uh, our parents pass on and, you know, just think how many generations since, you know, the beginning of time and the Lord is everlasting. That, that's hard to imagine. It is. How can you be everlasting? You know? Yeah. That's why he's God. So at any rate, we are in Isaiah, and we're going to move on ahead. Okay, so tonight, I Am He, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 161 on Battle Lines. I Am He normally could be anyone. However, in the context of Scripture, we look to the Lord God and our Father, we also look to our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John chapter 14 and verse 6. Isaiah connects the Messiah to our present day, even as we look at Zion's and Judah's escape and redemption from captivity. The prophecies are clear and the message is loud. The whole of nations and kings will be silent on the day of the great king and his coming. 
Yet the wicked shall howl and scream in torment. We look at the message and the prophecy as well as knowing the darkness even now is covering the nations of men with deceit. But fear not, for we have a Savior, Lord and Redeemer, who is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. And now back to you. That is an amen. Especially when you look at America. And not even talking about the other nations. But we see the, the issues here that are affecting us and are affecting, uh, affecting our kids' future. And so it's important. Put the Lord first in everything. Now we actually, um, when we uh, left, some of the last stuff we were talking about is the Lord ordering Israel or Judah, who was in Babylon at the time of Cyrus, and he brought the kingdom down, as well as the government and everything else. And Judah was released, ordered back into the land and to rebuild everything. But, uh, you know, God did not mess around. In Isaiah 51, 45, he says, My people go ye out of the midst of her, deliver ye every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. And this is the verse before that says, I'll punish Bel in Babylon. Now see, this is the punishment that Cyrus is bringing. Now when you get into Jeremiah 51, and verse 50, You that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. And, and I like that. I, I found that many, many years ago. Let Jerusalem come to your mind. You know, it's, and that's the way God works. He puts it in your mind, in, in your heart, your soul. What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, you know, there's that inner revelation from the Lord. And it, it really does, it really does tell us that God wanted the children of Israel out of Babylon. And, uh, you know, after all, it was a war. Uh, Cyrus is going to come up and, uh, you know, there's going to be killing, there's going to be fighting. And even though, you know, the, the point is to bring down Babylon, it's easy to get in the midst of a battle and get killed or something. So it was, you know, you that have escaped the sword. Now see, that particular phrase is, is really one of those things that that's what God intended in the first place, is that Judah would not have problems with that. And if you look in, um, uh, you know, Scripture, in Revelation, you know, dealing with uh, Mystery Babylon, the Lord is talking to his own people, you know, talking to the believers and telling them to get out of her, come out from the midst of her, get out of her because of the problems, the issues, the judgment that was coming. And I think that's, that gives you uh, some stability here in understanding that even with the tribulation, you know, the point is God is going to deliver his people. He's going to make a way for those who trust in his name, who have been born again. You know, Yahshua being the the Messiah, but now he's, you know, he's already came and fulfilled the cross and the suffering servant. Now he's coming back, but he comes back this time. See, he came back the first time to fulfill that on the cross. The second time he's coming and, and he's going to be bringing down the nations and he's going to be judging the nations and setting up the millennial reign. And, and so, this is the the agenda of the Lord God. And, you know, we've been spending a lot of time on this in Isaiah. But, you know, mere men couldn't just formulate this and work it out. 
I mean, the way this all works and is put together, and God calls a prophet like Isaiah and then Jeremiah, and he called a lot more than that, but for this study, that's, you know, he had called that. And, and of course, he called, uh, um, you know, these prophets to give the word out so that they would know. And Isaiah prophesied all this before it ever happened. And so there's really no reason why they wouldn't have known it unless they just didn't read Isaiah. So there is the issue here. Now, see, in America, you know, we, you know, have had one of those kind of uh, nations that God has blessed. And, you know, it's really a different feeling. We have a lot of churches, a lot of uh, Christians, a lot of believers. But now this country is being shaken. And it's almost like the foundation is beginning to break around here. And we see a lot of issues. And there's people actually working today to bring America down. They're here in this country. And... Uh, the Biden administration, some of their policies are meant to bring it down. And so when we start talking of judgment, it's, un, it's important that you understand that uh, we're at the end. Israel, or Judah here, is at the end uh, of their particular judgment. And, uh, yeah, God destroys this minute. Sorry about that, but someone just happened to catch one of our phones. But at any rate, you know, we, we, we set the stage here. And uh, in Isaiah 52, 3 through 6, this is the next, next little section. For thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught, and you shall be redeemed without money. Now see, we spend a lot of time and in this, and the Lord has already gone over just about everything to talk to Judah and tell them why they were sent into captivity and what they were doing. And there's no doubt about the seriousness of the sins of Judah at that time. Uh, and so, for thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught. <laughs> we sell ourselves through our own iniquity, through our own sins. And it gets you into trouble. It got Israel into trouble. And they were 70 years in captivity for what they had done. And so now they're, they're at the point, some of them may not even believe that God's ever going to deliver that they're always going to be captives and they never get back in the land. But yet, Isaiah is persistent in this. You're going to be redeemed without money. You sold yourselves, you know, and you did that by falling away from the Lord and partaking of sins that the Lord didn't approve of. And so God sent you into slavery. Until you learned your lesson. Now, 70 years later, you know, the old thing of it is, like my dad used to tell me, there's the easy way and the hard way. You, you can mind and pay attention, or you can be disobedient and get in trouble for it. But see, the thing of it is, here, Isaiah is writing, and Judah is to wake up. And, she, you know, and, and this is... A theme that, that we've seen, and we've seen several of these, uh, you know, in, in recent studies, where, you know, she's no longer a captive. She is to, for, you know, get out of this captive state. She's to put on her royalty. She's to recover the blessings of Jehovah and be healed and redeemed and, you know, restated uh, you know put back into where she was and uh, you know Jerusalem at one time you know especially under Solomon it was a royal city and, and so you take a royal city that was I mean at the peak of the nations at that time and David 
the warrior king who is one of the top uh, you know of his type in the entire scripture he was a warrior and uh, they're supposed to wake up it, it, you know and, and it's time you know get, get over the what has happened you're you're recovered now you know it's just like forgive and forget you know you forgive people and then forget it and move on it's done with. It's behind you. Don't bring it up again. But the devil wants to bring things up. And so, you know, if you're going to restate Judah and put her back to the way she is, she's got to learn, hey, I'm Israel. I'm Judah. And God has blessed me and he will, you know, uh, make it right for us. He will help us. Now, see, even today, <coughs> Israel today in the land you know, right now they're having a lot of a lot of issues over some of their political measures and uh, and things that they were doing. But the problem they have is they have a bunch of leftists in Israel. <coughs> and today, I was reading some of some of the feed that that we have coming out of Israel, and uh, they were saying that the leftists in Israel just like the leftists in America. <laughs> you know. I mean, where do these people come from? You know, there's a planet called Leftus. <laughs> and they all moved to, uh, you know, our world, and now all of a sudden they pop up. You know, so they, they came from planet Leftus, and uh, they came to America and uh, decided that they would change America because that's what they do. And so you got to stand up to these people. And you got to make... You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to serve the Lord? Are you going to put up with some of these damnable things, for instance, that these leftists want to do? And so we, we just don't have leftists now. We have Satanists. We have the Satanic Temple who wants to take uh, help women have babies, and they'll take their baby and sacrifice them to Satan. That's supposed to be in a Christian nation. I don't think so. That's abomination. So, see, this is how the devil works. And this is exactly what the devil did in, in uh, Judah. You know, a little bit at a time, a few things at a time. And then all of a sudden, you know, for, you know well, it's not going to hurt. Jehovah will forgive us. And they went ahead and did it and found out Jehovah isn't going to forgive you. And Jeremiah fifteen thirteen. you know, when we talk about judgment, and everything, uh, Jeremiah says, Thy substance and thy treasures will I give to the spoil without price, and that for all thy sins, even in all thy borders. And First Peter says, uh, 18 through 21, For as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. <coughs> It's kind of funny because we think silver and gold is the top stuff to have. But in the eyes of God, silver and gold are corruptible. So you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. And see, Peter here, of course, being a Jew and an apostle, you know, he's he's referring to those uh, in Israel at the time that he was there but also you know Gentiles themselves who came to the Lord you know they had traditions from their fathers and most of that was pagan and they had pagan gods but they were redeemed like in verse 19 but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish without spot now, see, you can't compare silver and gold to the redemption that it took through Christ with the blood of Christ. For he is the Passover lamb. That's why they call as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, because the Passover lamb has to be perfect. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God, not in silver and gold. 
And so, you know, we, we look at this, we see now Judah is, is has a direct unction. You know, you're getting out here, you're going to get out of here. And, you know, you have to know the cost. The cost of being delivered. It, it, there is no price that you can put on God literally delivering Judah from the hands of Babylon. And at the same time, getting the city back, having this one king come out of nowhere, defeat Babylon, and send him back with his blessings to rebuild Jerusalem. That would have been their dream come true. But it wasn't easy for them. In uh, verse 4 of that it says, For thus saith the Lord, that's the word Adonai, and the word Adonai is found 195 times, and, uh, and in every occurrence that it occurs, it is translated with the pronoun my, or in other words, my Lord. So Adonai thus, when it says uh, Adonai, or, or when the word Lord there, it, it means my Lord. It, <laughs> it's personal. You know, my people went down a four time into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrians oppressed them without cause. Now, see, we remember some of this stuff down in down in Egypt, and uh, Kyle and Delich talks about it this way: Israel went down to Egypt, the country of the Nile Valley, with the innocent intention of sojourning, sojourning there or living as a guest in a foreign land. And what happened was they fell into bondage of the pharaohs. And uh, the pharaohs, of course, were gods. If you were a pharaoh sitting on the, <coughs> on the throne there in Egypt, you were the god. And uh, <laughs> thus saith the Lord, Moses said, let my people go. Pharaoh says, who is the Lord that I should obey him? I mean, you know, that, that's, that's the devil. That's what the devil says even now. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? And he goes about his business overthrowing the Lord every chance he gets. And you have, you know, Christians who revere the Lord. And you have Jews that revere Jehovah. But you also have people that are jealous of Israel or jealous of, of Christians. Uh, they're jealous of, of, you know, for instance, America. A lot of them are. And they want to bring it down. And so you have to understand that there's always a little bit of Pharaoh in the enemy. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? But see, they, they put Israel in bondage because Israel was multiplying so, too fast. <clears throat> you know, and matter of fact, that's why the people actually want to overthrow America. And even Schumer mentioned this. The reason we want people coming across the border is because we don't have enough uh, people reproducing. We, you know, a lot of the whites don't have that many kids. So they're concerned while at the same time they're trashing whites and want to get rid of them. So we're totally mixed up here. We're totally screwed up in America. <clears throat> and so Schumer's willing to bring all those in, while at the same time there's been 61 million abortions in America. And you would wonder, if you add in the 61 million that were murdered, if they were still alive, we wouldn't be so far behind in, in, in those who were living here. So the whole issue... Uh, uh, you know, as far as America is, it's a mess. And the people who want to overthrow America are for one reason, for their own purposes and for the global. And so you're, you're never going to get away from that wickedness. And and Israel couldn't get get away from it. 
And even when they made it back to the land, there was there was an enemy waiting for them there. And many times God will do that on purpose to keep them on their toes. Keep them close to the Lord, seeking to the Lord. Because, you know, if, if, you, if they were to go back and have it all easy and the, and the temple was built for them and they didn't have to do nothing, they'd get into trouble again and be sent back into captivity. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing here. You know, as, as believers, as Christians, we don't think that we ever get in trouble. The devil made me do it or something. So Israel went into Egypt as a guest, it says here. And at the same time, Assyria oppressed them because they did not fear Jehovah but despised him. Well, we do have a God today. And there's lots of Christians who are in the New Covenant. And Israel is back in the land today. And they have a lot of enemies because no matter what these other enemies say, you know, they don't believe in Jehovah like Israel does. And they're not called like Israel is. But you see, the gospel now encompasses the new covenant to all Jews and Gentiles. In Jeremiah fifty seventeen, Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First, the king of Assyria has devoured him. And last, this Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon has broken his bones. And see, that's what happened. You know, they were, you know, their, their fighters were killed. You know, everything was destroyed. And so, in verse 5, the Lord says, Now therefore, what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for naught. And they that rule over them make them to howl, saith the Lord, and my name continually every day is blasphemed. And see, one one of the reasons, you know, in the Lord's name is blasphemed, because Israel was connected to the name of the Lord. He was known as the God of Israel. And in order to be the God of Israel... You have to have a covenant with him. You have to do what he says. You can't be doing wicked things and expect the covenant to work. You're not his child if you're not walking as he is. And and that's one of the reasons, one of the best scriptures for that is uh, in 1 John chapter 1 where it says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ is certain, would cleanses us from all unrighteousness. See, there's a relationship. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. If Israel walks in the light of Jehovah, as commanded by Jehovah, then they have fellowship, and God can work through what he did before in the old covenant but we're in the new covenant Israel being in the land they still don't have they have synagogues they don't have temples but plan for a temple is is underway they've been trying to get a temple for a long time you know once you cut the cords and the sin enters in that supernatural umbilical cord that connected Israel to the Lord God got connect, disconnected through sin and just like Christians today and even America you know we always classified this as a Christian nation but once that divine um, umbilical cord that connects us and feeds us via the Lord God through his son Jesus Christ once that is disconnected You're no longer a son or a daughter. Not in reality and purpose. Now you can repent. You can be a disobedient son or daughter. But as a disobedient son or daughter, you know, you get corrected. And if you don't pay attention, you get corrected some more. So there's no way out of this. And that's why God, I think... 
you know, when we talk about parents and children, you know, children are going to need corrected. But you wouldn't know that from today's spoiled brats we have in America. We have the churches spoiled. We don't have people that stay married for long. You have people that are full of every kind of vice and wickedness in America today. And there is a couple of revivals going on that everybody's talking about. But having a couple of revivals that last a couple of weeks, that's a long way from where we need to be. And of course, this reminds us of verse 3, which says, For thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourselves for not, you should be redeemed without money. See, because it didn't get him anywhere. You know, and, and they were passing their children through the fire unto Baal. They were doing a lot more than that. They were defiling the temple. And they found out that's not the thing to do. And it took them a long time because God worked with them for a long time. And then he sent Jeremiah and they didn't pay attention. Had they listened to Jeremiah and repented? Well, the first thing, Jeremiah may have passed out from shock. <laughs> but other than that, you know, Jeremiah's a pretty staunch prophet. He could have recovered and said, well, I don't believe it. But see, just like America today, many of us can't believe how corrupt we are. And we can't believe the so-called leftist woke and what they want to do. I'm not going to live in a nation like that. I will not okay that. I will not do anything now, if they want to repent, that's fine. But I'm going to argue with some nut. We are filthy in this country, and we need to repent. More than just a couple of universities. We need to repent on a whole scale basis and repent of everything we've done. Because what we're talking about here is Israel and the results of what happened in them. They are now being freed. But I got news for you. America is not Israel. Judgment comes in this land. There's not going to be 70 years in captivity. America won't be here. There will be land here. There will be some kind of people here. But there will not be no America here. And you will find Washington, D.C., a flat ground, ruins if they do anything with it. You will find some of the great edifices and things that we liked and things that represented what America was totally removed. And it will be a curse unto anybody that passes by. Make no mistake, this is not good. And so basically, For thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught, you shall be redeemed without money. We've read that several times. Who did they sell them to? They sold themselves for naught. Well, they were Jehovah's, and what did he do? He, he judged them and sent, you know, sent a nation to conquer them, force them into captivity. Because that was the punishment for their sins. But then he wasn't going to leave them there. That's why he raised up Cyrus against Babylon. Isaiah 45, 13. That was the foreign power. And you see, God goes through a lot of this again in this deliverance. So they remember the details. Because when we talk about... Uh, Romans 2.24, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. You know, when you're a Gentile, 
you realize where we came from. The Gentile, the Goyim. God included us with the ability to know him. But whether you're a Gentile or whether you're a Jew, no matter who you think you are, every, every person, every human being will answer to the Lord God. Ezekiel 36.20 There's a few scriptures here. And when they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said to them, These are the people of the Lord, and are gone forth out of the land. But I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went, wherever they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the heathen, whither you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which you have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Now see, that's a prophecy. And that has actually happened today. For God has gathered the Jews from the nations and they went back into Israel. And of course, Israel is having trouble. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you will dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Now this is future here. Now they're going to go back into the land. But you can see, when you look at this stuff here, you know, this represents the new birth. A new heart. I'll put my spirit within you. That's the new birth. And he's talking to Israel, but it's also telling you, you know, that that is going to be in the new covenant. But see, God did redeem Israel out of Babylon. God did bring them back into the land. And, and they were right with God when they got back and they could get back into what they were doing. God wouldn't have brought them back <coughs> if they weren't right. And, and the biggest thing here, like in Isaiah 52, 6, Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know that in that day I am he that does speak. Behold, it is I. And I think this is really, 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 really good. They will know his name because, you know, they have heard this prophecy. They, have, they know what Isaiah said and the other prophets. They went into captivity. So that came to pass like the prophets said. And Cyrus was mentioned. God's anointed. That came to pass and delivered them. They got back in the land. They got everything restored. And so they know that it was the Lord God that delivered them. Therefore my people shall know my name. They shall know in that day. What day? Well, when they really need him. When they need to know that it's their God 
that had pronounced judgment. It's their God that brought them out. Now, Christian, let me reflect this a little bit. See, we look at things and we see the tribulation coming and a lot of things. But even if we look at the current circumstances, we have got a mess in this world and there's a lot of darkness and wickedness. So if there's any time Christians are going to need to know that God is with them, it's now, it's today. Therefore my people shall know my name, he says to the Jews. To the believers and all the believers today, we have a name through the Son of God who redeemed us to bring us back to the Father. We have to know. You've got to know that you know that you know I am he that does speak. Behold, it is I. It is the Lord. And when we look at this, his people are to get to learn his name. And see, it's God who reveals himself to Israel. So we call that self-manifestation of its God, his name, who is so despised by the heathen. In the day of redemption they will learn that I am he that does speak, behold it is I. See, the whole issue here is that they would know who it is. And when he restores his people, there will be rejoicing, praising the name of the Lord. And today, worldwide, you know, if we look at just Christian persecution, there is many, many Christians today that are dying for their faith. And so make no mistake about it. As we go through Isaiah, it ought to persuade you to follow closer to the Lord. Because God's not done dealing with the Jews at all. And they're going to have trouble. They have trouble over there now. Netanyahu got back in. And they were going to make some changes. And all kinds of riots started happening. Because the liberals, leftists, didn't like what they were doing. They have a hard time keeping a government over there. And Israel is going to have trouble in these end of days. But see, I think the number one thing that not just the Jews, but all people need to understand God is not a man that he would lie or should lie or could lie. Neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said... Shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? In other words, whatever God says, he does. It will be brought to, brought to fruition. In Hebrews 6.13, this is an example. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. The Lord swore by his own name saying surely will i bless surely blessing i will bless thee and multiplying i will multiply thee and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise for men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is unto them an end of all strife wherein god willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by a oath that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay a hold upon the hope set before us. Now this is New Testament. This is the New Covenant. 
two immutable things. Number one, when you're looking at the Old Testament, it's impossible for God to lie. When you're looking at the New Testament, the New Covenant, it's impossible for God to lie. And because of that, you have a strong consolation. Now you see, the Messiah, Yahshua, is actually called, another thing we call him, another title is the Consolation of Israel. Because of Israel's trouble, everybody, many of the women were waiting for the Messiah to come, and he was known as the Consolation of Israel. Now in these last days, where God sent his son, Yahshua, to die on the cross for our sins, you know, there was a strong consolation given to us and a hope that was set before us. That hope is Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach, who is the Passover lamb and died on the cross for our sins, was dead and buried and resurrected from the dead, and was sitting at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for the saints, waiting for the time for him to come back, for he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. In Revelation chapter 1, he is known as the Almighty. That is the hope set for us today as Christians. It's a strong consolation. And it's not built on anything less than God and his promise that he cannot lie. If he said it, he will do it. And so no matter what goes on in this country or around the world, we have a consolation. You know, if there was more than one devil, more than one uh, Satan, you know, it wouldn't matter. Because we have overcome through Yeshua. And it was told us that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. Understand this. You know, Israel was told, if you look at the power they had, you know, in combat and stuff, they had a lot of promises. They could set their enemies to flight. David did that. You know, there's so much, so much of the miraculous in the Old Testament that happens. And we spend most of our time questioning God and forgetting about it. Now here's another uh, good one. I, uh, Hebrews 8, 10-13. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their mind, write them into their hearts, and I'll be to them a God, and they'll be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. So I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities, will I remember no more. And that he saith, a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. That's the coming, that is the coming of the new covenant. The new covenant, which was ratified by Christ dying on the cross and being resurrected from the dead. And it's through that covenant that our sins and iniquities are not remembered against us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now we're in Isaiah 52, 7. You know, a lot of this stuff, as believers, um, you know, we will use a lot of these same scriptures as uh, Christians, you know, about our own faith. You know, we will use Psalm 91. You know, we, we will go through Psalm 2. We will find prophecies in the Old Testament that apply to today. I mean... This Bible, the one that we have today, not just the apostles writing it, but we have the scriptures that the prophets wrote under the Old Covenant. We put those all together and the Old Covenant foretold it and the New Covenant in the New Testament fulfilled it. 
That's why we have a Holy Bible. That's why we have an Old and New Testament. Because you have the Old Covenant, you have the New Covenant, and the New Covenant didn't destroy the Old, but it fulfilled it. And that's what you have to understand. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like Christianity. Whether you like Israel or not. God is going to redeem Israel. God is going to redeem Christians. And he's going to redeem those who believe on his name and repent of their sins and come unto him. God will bring redemption whether you like it or not. God will destroy the wicked whether you like it or not. God will create a heavens and an earth whether you like it or not. And uh, beings is God is the creator of all things and you haven't done anything to create anything. I would suggest you change your attitude. Come to the Lord and he'll forgive you and cleanse you. And he'll make you a new person in Christ. Amen. So that leads up, my friends, to 52.7. Now this is one that we love in the church, in Christianity. How beautiful or how welcome is his arrival. How welcome is his arrival upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that says unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Mm-hmm. Now see, we in the New Covenant use this about the preaching of the gospel. The preaching and publishing of re- redemption, salvation. But when Judah got delivered from Babylon and made it back into the land and they had to build the whole thing back up. But when they got it all done, you know, they would know that their God reigneth. They would know that he had brought them back. Now Israel's had trouble. And many times, like when Messiah came, and we can read it, Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the testimony. The biggest enemy were the Jews in the temple because they didn't recognize him. Good tidings, publishing peach... uh, I spelled that wrong. Publishing peach. That's amazing to me. What is going on? You know, taking (laughs) a bunch of, you know, sinning Jews from Judah who were in captivity and bringing them back into the land they'd be rejoicing and I've seen videos of Jews stepping back on the land of Israel for the first time and they dance and are so joyous to watch and uh, they have it in their hearts God will not forsake the Jews and he will not forsake the Christians And uh, we're going to have to stop there because we're running out of time. Father, thank you for this word. Bless all those that hear this word whenever they do. Bless them, keep them, and watch over them in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, from the preaching, teaching, receiving, and, and publishing of this word of God. Amen. Okay, Tower. Okay. Well, I'm glad for the good news of Christ. I'll tell you, that's exciting, this part. It is. That we're going to be redeemed without money. (laughs) Yeah, it's through the Spirit of God, man. You can't get the Spirit of God to do what uh, 
I mean, uh, man and his money to do what the Spirit of God will do. That's right. And thank God that Christ came. I yeah. thank God for the sacrifice and for Jesus. I thank him for his sacrifice. That's what he had to go through for us. It was horrible. Yep. And it doesn't cost us anything. It's free. Yep. Well, we're going to have to get out okay. of here. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed and were blessed by this show tonight. And may God richly bless you for all that you do for him. We love you. We pray for you. We hope you are safe. And look to him in all your ways. He is our Redeemer. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.